What's up, gentlemen? Welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. Uh, this is recorded on Saturday morning, um, November 17th. Um, it happens to be the day after I recorded my interview, my upcoming interview with Pastor Mike Novotny. Now, that one will come on next not not this coming Tuesday, Tuesday after Thanksgiving will be the day that that first episode with Pastor Mike Novotny comes on. Um, but it was we recorded that interview yesterday up at the core in Appleton. And uh, I knew in the morning, throughout the day, I knew that we were going to have some conversations about pornography. We we're going to have some conversations about sin, about grace. Um, we we're going to have some conversations, some tough conversations, some real conversations about um the way sin can destroy hearts and families and minds and the way sin has affected us. And I found myself throughout the day, I had a song stuck in my head. Uh, and that song was called The House of the Rising Sun. And this song, if you're not familiar, was originally done by, I think, Woody Guthrie, I think, is the guy who originally did it. And then uh, The Animals did a cover. And more recently, Five Finger Death Punch actually did an awesome cover of it. Um, but it's a song about a man who's fallen into sin, a man who has let himself be overcome by the desires of the flesh um, and lives to regret it. And all day long, thinking about this podcast I was going to go do, uh, this song just kept running through my head. Uh, and <laughs> pardon my singing, but here's, here's how it goes a little bit. There is a house in New Orleans they call the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And oh, I know I'm one. And depending on the version and depending on who sings it, um, the, the rest of the song continues and in slightly different versions, slightly different messages. Um, but it goes on to his mother tells him, avoid the house of the rising sun. Avoid this house of whether it's prostitution or gambling or whatever it might be, avoid this house of sin. Avoid the house of sin because it will trap you, it will ensnare you, and you won't be able to get out. And as the verses go on, um, he starts to talk about this ball and chain that keeps pulling him back. And the final verse, heart-wrenching verse, is a message back to mothers saying, tell your children not to do the things I've done. I did not heed my mother's cry. I have done the things my mother warned me about, and now I'm trapped, and now I'm enslaved, and now I can't get out. Now the only thing a gambler needs is a suitcase and a trunk. And the only time that he's satisfied is when he's high or drunk. I've got one foot on the platform and the other's on the train. I'm going back to Sin City to wear that ball and chain. Yeah, boarding back, oh no, to where I do belong. I'm wandering back to earn my pains in the house of the rising sun. Oh, mother, tell your children not to do what I have done. Don't spend your life in sin and misery. 
in the house of the rising sun. And I spent the entire day dwelling on that message. I spent the entire day dwelling on a message of regret, a message of pain, and dwelling on the idea that I'd screwed it up, man. And while certainly there are things in my past that I regret, and and rightfully so, and while there are certainly moments I wish I could take back, moments that if I could take them back and change them would change the course of my life and would put me in a much happier place. And while there are certainly things that I've done that have hurt the people around me and hurt myself and hurt my future and sometimes threatened to kill my spiritual life, I was taking the wrong attitude toward the whole subject. And I realized while I sat down with Pastor Novotny, um, while he's talking, I kept turning back to the negative side. Why does porn kill? Why does lust kill? Why does sin ruin and wreck and destroy? And he kept turning it back around. He kept pushing me back in the other direction saying, grace. Let's talk about grace. We know this is wrong. We know it's sin. But let's talk about grace. It was humbling. It was exactly what I needed to hear in the moment. And it changed my attitude back to where it probably should have been. There is a stem of truth, however, in this song, House of the Rising Sun. If we don't step up as men and teach children not to do the things we've done, if we do not demonstrate a way out of sin, if we do not demonstrate compassion and grace and forgiveness alongside repentance, alongside remorse, if we don't demonstrate these things to young people, how are they ever going to learn them? If I can't own my sin, if I can't own my regret, if I can't own my shame, share it, get past it, and live a sanctified life, then I'm doing far less than I could to show the next generation the love of Jesus. We all have things in our past that we regret. We all have things on our journey we wish we could have do over. We all have things, if we look back, we say, that was not my best moment, or that was one of my worst. We all have things like that. We all have moments like that. We all have wounds in our hearts that we struggle and wrestle with. In those moments of shame and regret, we we forget who we are and we forget who our Savior is. Our Savior is not a condemning figure. Our Savior is not whitewashed, shirt and tie, bland, be good all the time, judgmental hypocrisy. Jesus very much loved the broken. While Jesus lived a perfect life, he did not avoid or flee from those people who had sinned. He did not steer clear of those people who had histories of sin and who had regrets and guilt. He did just the opposite. The people he most often preached to were the broken. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He said, I did not come for the healthy. Doctors don't heal the healthy, they heal the sick. That's who Jesus was. He hung out with prostitutes and sinners. He hung out with tax collectors. 
He hung out with people like you and me. And not you and me at our best, you and me at our worst. Those were Jesus' friends. Those were his companions. Those are the people he ate with and lived with and spent his life preaching to, bringing them a gospel of hope and forgiveness and peace. I forgot who Jesus was. I forgot who he says I am. And until Pastor Navani spoke those words into my heart, until Jesus spoke through Pastor Navani into my heart during a podcast interview on a Friday afternoon, I had forgotten. Um, but on the way home after that interview, and Pastor Vatney did a great job addressing that, and on the way home after the interview, because um, I drove like two hours home, a song came on. I actually put it on, um, but it's it's by an artist named Flame uh, and NF. And you've heard NF on the radio recently, by the way. He's been playing on popular music stations because he's got some big hit songs right now in the popular music world, not in the Christian world. Um but NF and Flame work together on a song called Start Over. And this song's incredibly powerful. It's an incredibly clear, concise, and accurate message of grace and peace and forgiveness. Um, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And it's often what the words I choose to hear in the mornings on my way to school. And I can't rap, so I'm not going to rap it to you. But I'd like to read it to you as poetry because that's what it is. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid. To the brokenhearted that wished they'd never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed. I know you think there's no hope, but that's not true. Jesus saves. I know you're feeling regret, like I brought this on myself, like I messed it up big time, and this time I don't deserve God's help. Thinking, how can God forgive me after knowing what I did? After knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid, But Jesus came for the sick. Jesus came for the weak. Jesus came to give good news and to set the captives free. Jesus came for the poor. Jesus came with the keys. Jesus came to remove the chains so the prisoners are released. See, his love is deeper than the ocean floor. Run to his arms like an open door. God the Father sent the Son so men can come and be free. They don't got to run no more. Come to me, all who are weary. With heavy burdens, I'll give you rest. Separated you from the sin as far as the east is from the west. Throw in a sea of forgetfulness. What sin? What offense? And when them waves come crashing in, I'll calm the winds in your defense. So whatever it is that you've done, he put that punishment on his son. You'll never come under his condemnation, conquer sin and Satan and all his accusations. So dry your eyes. Lift up your head. Hallelujah. God is not dead. Plus, he gave us his peace, and he took our guilt on the cross instead. He took our place, and now we embrace a clean slate with the eyes of faith. We know unfailing love, and it's not too late to start over. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall they're climbing, and you can carry the past on your shoulders, or you can start over. Regrets, no matter what you're going through, Jesus, he gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. And those are the exact words I needed to hear. Every day is a new day of his grace. Every new day is a new day of his mercy. As Luther encourages us, drown that uh, sinful man in daily sorrow and contrition, and then move on. Go walk in the grace and mercy and peace of forgiveness. Do not let regret and remorse rule over your life, and do not let the sins of the past continue into the sins in the future. If you have regret, if you have shame, if you have guilt, take care of it. Talk to somebody, confess your sin, ask for forgiveness, and let it go. 
Jesus is our substitute. He died on the cross so that I don't have to suffer the payment for my sin. My sin is gone, erased, done. It no longer exists. It's forever paid. The word that the Bible uses is tetelestai. It's a Greek word that means paid in full. It's stricken from the record. The debt will never return. It's done. It's finished. It's over. So go and live this week in the grace of forgiveness because you no longer have to live in sin and shame. Jesus carried your sin and shame. He took your place. He paid the price. And now it's your job to go live out grace and forgiveness. Confess your sin. Accept the forgiveness he's sending you. And let his grace and mercy and peace shine in your life. Gird up. Have a good one.